Hello and welcome to Entertaining Ideas. My name is Kayla Durkin. And my name is Gemma Rushton. And, and we, we are, are your hosts. Okay, so today we will be talking about gratitude with the help of our special friend and Gemma's partner, Ethan Back. <laughs> Hey guys. <laughs> I'm so excited that you're here with us today. Ethan is one of the most positive people that we know, and I'm really excited that you're on our podcast today. First of all, let's talk a little bit about gratitude. What does it mean to you, and can you tell us how important it is? Yeah, so um, I feel like I try to live every day with gratitude, and I try to see the more happier and positive aspects. Like, I'm, I'm very grateful for my friends my family, my partner, Gemma. So yeah, I consider it a very important part of my life, you know, and uh, I'm also a big believer in um, everything happens for a reason. So I think, yeah, whatever is thrown my way, good or bad, I try and take it with gratitude. Amazing. And so I want to get into a little bit about your journey and I want to talk about some of the things that have made you who you are. I know that growing up, you lived all around the world with your family, mm -hmm. which is amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What was that like? Yeah. So um, I think uh, moving around definitely has its positives and negatives. You know, you, you don't really get to call one place home per se because you move around so much. And yeah, I've moved around a couple of times. So I was born in Sydney and then we moved to England for a bit and then we moved to New Zealand and then Sydney again, where I finished off my primary school. And then we flew to Singapore for two years. And then we've been here in Melbourne since 2013. So yeah, this is like the longest we've ever been in a place. So I'd probably call Melbourne my home, I'd say. I've also enjoyed making lots of friends all over the place. Probably Sydney at this point, I did have some friends from England. So it's good. You, you get to kind of start again and be a new person, decide who you really want to be. And yeah. Nice. Um, which was your favorite country to live in? So my favorite country to live in, for the moment, I'd have to say it's Melbourne. <laughs> the country, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, Melbourne's a great country. Yeah, sorry, I had to. Have that in my head as like favorite place. Um, yeah. Uh, favorite country. Uh, it's going to be a toss up between Singapore and Australia. Because, yeah, I suppose because they are my two most recent places that I've lived in. Probably Australia, I'd have to say. Nice. So you mentioned briefly that you got to start again at each place that you lived in. Was it hard making new friends and like changing schools so often? Not really, actually. I like to think I'm a pretty friendly guy and I can just go up to anyone and start a conversation. I actually found making friends pretty easily. I know that, especially in primary school, some people can be a bit distant and not really wanting to connect because they've already got their own friendship groups. A lot of these people had been friends for so long, for so many years, because they stayed in one place. Whereas I'd been moving around a lot, it was a little more difficult for me to intertwine with these friendship groups because they had these roots that have been there so long. But honestly, I found the older I got, the easier it was to make friends. So I think from Singapore onwards, I would just find a bunch of people that I felt like I could really relate to. And uh, yeah, we were friends for a couple of years or however many years I was there. And then some of my good friends now, I've been friends with for like seven years. Also, so yeah. That's amazing. So the next question that I wanted to ask is actually for both of you. I wanted to talk about what it was like to have parents that have gone through a divorce. Maybe let's start with Ethan. What was your experience with that and the process of that? Whatever you would like to share, whether it was when you found out or the effect that that had on you. 
Yeah, sure. Um, so obviously not a great experience because, you know, it's not a great thing to happen. When I had first found out the situation was back in 2014. I'd found out in a car ride with my mom. So it wasn't the best car ride in the world. But um, yeah, I remember her telling me the situation um, with my dad and how we we had thought how we were going to break it to my other sisters. So Ashlyn and and Tots, my sisters. So I remember taking my younger sister, Tegan, to a movie. It was the Lego movie, actually, which I'd seen for like the third or fourth time at that point. And I just remember sitting there in tears as she watched the movie and me trying not to show her how much it was really affecting me, which I feel like has been a bit of a running motif. For the last couple of years, maybe not recently, because I've kind of moved a bit past it now, but I do remember um, being the only guy of the family besides my dad. I felt like I had to kind of step up a bit and be there for my sisters and my mum, even though I, I did have moments where I felt quite broken and quite distraught about the situation. I tried not to let it show just because I just had this feeling that if I was to break and to, you know, cry and lose my cool, that the family would follow suit. Yeah. So I, I felt like I tried to be the, the glue that kind of kept the family together a bit. And, I, you know, nowadays I still feel that I am. To an extent, you know, I, I love my family dearly and I always try to be there for them whenever and wherever I can. So yeah, it wasn't a great experience. I feel like I've moved past it now. I feel like I've learned a lot from it as well. And yeah. That's really amazing. Could you think of something that you wish that you had heard back then? Is there some sort of advice that you wish someone had given you? Yeah, I'd say um, don't carry the load. It's not your burden to bear. I would definitely say that to my younger self. Uh, turn to your friends and your family in these times where you could really use support and they'll definitely be there for you. Amazing. Can you think of a positive that has come from it? So you mentioned that you've learned a lot from it. What are some examples of some of the things that you learned from it? And I guess what good came out of it? Is there anything that you have to be grateful for the experience? Strangely, yes, there is something I'd be grateful for. It's definitely made me a lot closer with my sisters because I, I know growing up, you know, that kind of sibling rivalry that you have going on if you do have a sibling. I know that this has definitely brought me a lot closer with, yeah, my sisters Ash and, and Tots and my mum as well included. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, it's just a shame that it takes, sometimes it takes a negative event to make positive things happen. Something I've definitely learned from is probably uh, being a better brother, being a more supportive family member, probably being a better son as well. Like I said before, I, I like to think I've been there for my family, you know, with this event that it's really taken a lot out of us, I feel. I like to think I've, I've learned to be a better supportive figure in their lives. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. You're welcome. It's amazing. So if I can, I'd like to redirect the questions to Gemma. So my first question was what was it like to be the daughter of parents that have gone through a divorce and anything that you would be willing to share with us about the process maybe when you found out how it felt for you what was the experience like for you yeah it's really hard to like think about mm. <laughs> <laughs> right. okay. it's totally I was like thinking about it the whole time and then I was like no I have to say it yeah. it's a hard topic to yeah, talk about honestly yeah yeah. Yeah, I can do it. Yeah? Yeah, I think. 
<laughs> give, it, give it a crack. So I was a little bit older. I was turning 18 at the time, I think. So yeah. Yeah. 18. Um, and I honestly don't think it made the experience any easier. <laughs> it's really hard to think about like how it affected me emotionally. Like I can see the whole divorce like logically and it wasn't working out for my parents and so they separated. So I remember my dad telling me um, over breakfast and at the time like it wasn't a very emotional reaction just because I didn't like fully understand I think what was happening because my parents were together for so long and my parents were so amazing and a lot of my friends had parents that were divorced and I didn't really understand and it's not something I wish upon anyone to understand <laughs> um, by experiencing it. So I split up when I was 18. I'd already been planning to move to Australia at the time. But before I moved to Australia, I had like a lot of things to work through. Just again, what Ethan said, being really honest to yourself about how much of the burden you can bear was a huge growth for me, I think. Just being honest with them because it impacted me so much that I couldn't hear about it and clearly still struggle to this day. <laughs> um, yeah. And is there any advice to either give yourself or any advice that you wish someone gave to you? Um, I think to be honest with yourself during the, the whole process from start to finish because there's no time that, like, someone should be over it, I think. So I got to a point where I thought I could, like, start handling the burden and I still couldn't. And then that made me sometimes passive aggressive because I thought I could but couldn't and so eventually I was like I still can't I'm sorry and it's really hard because you want to be there for them and being older I think I was expected to I don't know if I can do it guys <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. We can end it there. I just want to say a really massive thank you to you both for sharing that with us. I know that that was really difficult. It's a really hard topic. And I think you guys are incredibly brave for being willing to speak about it in a public setting like this. I think it's amazing. And I hope that your words will really help someone that's listening. So thank you. Thank you. Mm, it's a really big deal. If you could tell your younger self anything, what would that be? Might sound a bit corny, but uh, keep pushing forward. Keep your head up. Good things are coming your way. Awesome. If you could be any character, who would you be? Without a doubt, Anakin Skywalker or Luke Skywalker. I love it. It's <laughs> 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 <That's> amazing. <laughs> and so what is your childhood hero and why? So my childhood hero is probably like a lot of young Australian lads. <laughs> would be uh, good old Steve Irwin, rest in peace. From a very young age, yeah, I just, I love the crocodile man. He was great. Just everything about him, just, you know, like bravery, taking risks, you know, he, he would put his life in danger. I mean, he probably didn't see it that way, but, you know, he'd like put his life out there, like wrestling crocodiles and that kind of thing. Like, there's no way I'd do that. Same. <laughs> so I would just live vicariously through Steve. 
he resembled everything I would love to be, which is brave, resilient, risk-taking, not letting anything stop him. And he was just a good soul, saving animals, um, setting up his own zoo. Yeah, definite childhood hero and probably still an adult hero too. Oh. <laughs> so just a fun question, what emoji best represents you? Well... Honestly, when I had to think about it, I want to say the emoji with the star eyes, you know? It's just something about it that really, really draws me to it. Um, I don't use it very much <laughs> whenever I message anyone, but um, sometimes I like to think I have stars in my eyes. Aww. Yeah. That's so cute. I love it. I think you do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> and, okay, so you're beautifully positive and wonderful. Do you have... <laughs> Do you have any daily practices or rituals that help you get in a good mood? I don't have a particular ritual or a practice that I do. However, it's very simple, actually. So whenever I'm having a down moment, I think about the good in my life, the people I have around me. Honestly, that actually like really puts me back on track. So it's very simple, maybe a little corny, but uh, it really works for me. So yeah. I wouldn't say it's like a ritual or a practice, but it really works for me. And also the opportunities that I have as well, because I know I'm definitely very lucky with a lot of the opportunities that I have. So yeah. Amazing. What are three events that have shaped you? Um, I want to say one of my very first workshops for acting, which was a NIDA course. And it was like a youth program that I did way back in like 2010, 2009-ish around there. Honestly, I want to say that kind of set me on the path to being an actor. Because ever since then, I have been doing other workshops. I've been doing stage plays. Basically, it, it was the kind of ignition that lit the fire under me to become an actor. The second thing I would have to say, honestly, a more current and recent thing, being a part of the 2019-2020 16th Street part-time course. I'm definitely a different person than what I was way back in January 2019, without a doubt. Like, I know I've definitely matured and grown from everything I've learned. So I'm, I'm very grateful for all the teachers and my ensemble members as well, including you, Kel. Why, thank you. <laughs> and my third and probably favourite thing would have to be my relationship to Gemma. She is just the best person. I feel like she's brought so much good out of me. I feel like I'm a more responsible person now. So I'm very grateful for her and I love her very much. <laughs> and yeah, I feel like she's definitely made me a better man. That's so sweet. <laughs> I guess, oh, maybe you kind of answered this actually. My next question was, how do you make the best of situations? Look, honestly, uh, the answer is very similar, um, which is like, I'll, I'll think of the good in my life and that kind of thing. However, when presented a problem, I like to think of the solutions and the ways around it rather than dwell in it. Mm. A situation that I had, for example, would be back in high school when I was a nominee for theatre captain, which I was really, really wanting to get. And unfortunately, I didn't get it. And although it did suck at the time and, you know, I really wanted to become theatre captain, not taking away from the role at all, but um, I, I definitely took the more positive route and was like, look, things happen. It's not going to stop me from being an actor. There's also something really commendable about taking a loss about something you care about and being able to move forward and persist it further goals. Yeah, I think that's really commendable. I agree. And do you think that being positive can be a toxic quality? 
What do you mean by that? Like sometimes positivity can be a little bit diluted. But they're covering up with positivity. Like are people that are truly just positive toxic? Ah, yes, I get what you mean. It's not necessarily the positivity itself that's the problem. It's that positivity is being used to cover up negative emotion. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's a really good point. Mm. Yeah. Because I think you can be truly positive and be fine. Yes. Amazing. So we're nearly at the end. I know we briefly touched on it just before, but for those of you that don't know, Ethan is also an actor and a performer and he just is about to graduate with me from 16th Street Actors Studio, which is very exciting. (laughs) Yeah, we had our last class today, actually, which is crazy. So, Ethan, where can our listeners connect with you? I'm all over social media. Um, (laughs) uh, The best way to follow me would be on my Facebook page, which is just Ethan Back. Um, I'm on Instagram at uh, ebacky, but I'm sure if you type in Ethan Back, I'll probably come up there too. Yeah. Nice. Oh, great. Cool. So if we want to follow you and stalk a bit, we can. And so, okay, one last question. Tell us, what is your favourite Disney movie? Well, there's so many, but uh, it has to be Hercules. Yes. And he says something really cool. He goes, I know every mile will be worth my while. And I think that's important for us all to remember because everything that happens to us shapes us. Yeah. Hercules. Good movie. Good choice. Inspiring man. Not a character, a person. (laughs) Hercules is a person. Should we say like some sort of goodbye? Yeah. Bye. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Entertaining Ideas, a podcast brought to you by myself, Kayla Durkin, and my friend, Gemma Rushton. If you want us to keep going, hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Instagram at Entertaining Ideas Pod. If you like us, leave a review. I promise we will read every single one of them. If you have any questions for us, please get in touch via social media.